Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ross, I just saw a massive orb past you then. <laughs> the room you're in is so obviously haunted. It was enormous. It's probably that. Got- it's not, that's why I brought that thing back from the prison. That's probably what came with that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did we still do a pre-title sequence where we talk about Jimmy Savile or something? <laughs> you mean you don't uh, listen to every episode, John? I try to. I don't think you realise how busy I am, please. Britain. An ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare. Witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are... The General Witchfinders. gentlemen goblins and ghouls welcome back to the 19th episode of the general Witchfinders podcast i'm james in bournemouth in southern england i'm john poutney in south wales which is in the south of wales i'm ross in dorchester near the abandoned dorchester um prison um in southern england and today this episode we cover the reptile in this remote little country village the mortal remains of a man are laid to rest who is it this time peter it's Mr. Spaulding. They found him this morning. Just like the others. Just like the others, he died in the night. Get away from there! Get away! Suddenly, violently, horribly. This is an evil place. Corrupt and evil. Evil, as venomous as a snake, turns the quiet of this village into a writhing hell on earth. Where every man fears for his safety and his sanity. Where everyone is suspect. Do you mean they died by some sort of magic? Some witchcraft? For the first time in my life, I'm frightened. Everyone is frightened. 
the doctor who'd lived his life in the East, this man who could be the next victim, this woman and this girl are frightened, hypnotized by the crawling, creeping spell of the reptile. Stop! Shh! Things were leaving. No, Dr. Franklin. You are not leaving. I could kill you. Possibly. But you could never be free then, could you? And what would happen to little Anna then? Trapped like animals in a cage and getting closer and closer, suffocating them with terror. The reptile. Starring Noel Willman, Ray Barrett, Jennifer Daniel, and Jacqueline Servalyn Pierce, the reptile is based in the fictional village of Clagmore Heath in Cornwall, where several locals are dying from what is deemed to be the Black Death. Harry Spaulding inherits his late brother Charles's cottage and arrives with his new bride, Valerie. The inhabitants of the village keep clear of the couple, and only the publican, Tom Bailey, befriends them. Tom explains that the hostility exhibited by the townspeople is the result of many mysterious deaths in the community. The sinister Dr. Franklin, the owner of the nearby Well House, is the only resident in the vicinity of the cottage, and he lives with his daughter Anna and her menagerie of pets. Franklin treats Anna with cruel contempt, and she is attended by a silent Malay servant. The production was filmed back-to-back with The Plague of Zombies and used many of the same sets, including exterior shots in the grounds of Oakley Court near Bray, Berkshire. Seen burning in the final frames. Spoiler alert. As documented in books on Hammer's film history, Jacqueline Pierce disliked wearing the infamous reptile makeup, spoiler, as she suffered from claustrophobia. (laughs) After this film, she vowed never to wear creature makeup in her future acting projects. The film was released Mm. in 1966 and in some markets was shown as a double feature with Rasputin. The Mad Monk. There's, oh, there's so much joy in the, the, all the names that you're regaining us James. <laughs> I nearly called you John. Then. That's all right. Uh, I thought I'm, you were going to call him George. But anyway. all, all of our listeners, I'm very tired. I didn't get to sleep till 8 a.m. through uh, through chronic illness today. Um, <laughs> so, so please send us money on Patreon to keep, <laughs> keep me alive. To keep John alive. He needs um, more whisper bites. I do love to hear of Plague of the Zombies, which is probably my favourite Hammer film. I do like to hear of film titles like Rasputin, The Mad, the Mad Monk. Monk. Um, what else do I like to hear of? I just, Bray Studios, I just, this is, um, this is my um, joyous uh, purple patch. <laughs> well, I, like I don't the, know if that's the I right like phrase. The wet patch in the, um, the house of Ghostwatch. Well, to get, get into it, my first observation was the fact that it says, well, it's 86 minutes. And I've written good. Mm. Get in, <laughs> get in, get out, yeah. get done. Enough of this shit. Uh, we, we, this yeah. doesn't need to be the Godfather part two. Right, let's, let's no. just go, let's get in and let's get this on. And then my next words, I've just written, yikes. Because <laughs> it's, it's quite like a, you know, as, as we saw with films of the time, um, with Quasimass 2, you know, it's just, it just starts. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Straight, yeah. Oh, whoa, we're underway. Yeah. And as we see, we see um, the uh, the uh, poor brother who kind of turns up at this yeah. house, knocks on the door, and is kind of attacked by a figure that we can't, you know, kind of, oh, kind of after being told, don't go near that door, by my 
favorite character, the doctor, more on him. Like he is, he's an absolute bitch. He's amazing. He is, <laughs> yeah. He's my favorite character in this film by Miles. The highest camp that oh, Hammer ever did, yeah. I think. We, we do see um, a recurring theme of people just walking into other people's houses. Is, yeah. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> with with no, no, no care at all whether they're invited. And people that lock one door but don't lock the other door. Yeah. It's a house with two doors. I'm only going to lock one door. The other one can stay Formal. open. Um, what I loved about the opening is that the it, it's, it, well, the font is great, but it also gives a very kind of bad, um, um, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty's just sat staring at me because she, she knows. wants to come in here and sleep on the bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might have to take a picture to send to you. Hang on. Um, you'll have to edit this out, but um, hang on. Wait there. This Wait is there. the gold people want. <laughs> oh, she's just gone oh. now. So, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, the, basically the bit where the guy is walking across this heath, mm. this heathland in Cornwall, mm. which is really Berkshire or somewhere, isn't yeah. it? Um, in both parts, it's, it's like a day for night scene, uh, isn't uh, it? Yeah. You can see the shadow of the crew, yeah. like really blatantly. <laughs> you, can, you can see the shadow of this a kind of oppressive figure, which is... Um, the Malay, whatever, mm. what you know, what it, what is Malay now? Is that Malaysia? Should mm. we, we should have locked this up, shouldn't we? Mm. Yes. So you've got this, you've got the sinister South Asian yes. figure, haven't you? Is who's the kind of totemic baddie of this film? So you've got his, his shadow, but you've also got the shadow of like two men next to a camera, mm-hmm. which is really obvious. I think like it's a false representation of the film because I think the rest of the film is very carefully put together and for a B movie is really really good. It it whips through. Not one scene is is flim flam, um, and I could spend a lot longer with these characters. And a bit like Plague of the Zombie, zombies, not just plague. You can't have a plague of a, z- a single zombie. <laughs> um, a bit like Plague of the Zombies. I could spend more time with these characters and I wish they'd expanded upon this as a sequel because I'd like mm. to see the couple in this film go and solve more mysteries Ooh. in a kind because of This is one of the iconic Hammer monsters, isn't it? Mm. Like, when I've got that amazing um, Hammer board game, which oh, yeah. um, our, our listener, um, Gareth, gave me before the little figures in there. And it's got the reptile figure mm. in there. The reptile- when you say our listener, we have more, more than one, 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 yeah, yeah, one, one, one of our listeners. Our plague of listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, what's to say? Yeah, also in my um, horror top trumps from the, the 70s yes. has got the reptile yes. in there as well. So yes. it's an iconic character. And, I, and I, that's why I, I thought, oh, maybe we should watch this. And I mm. popped up on Twitter and um, yeah. the uh, the other Two uh, listeners of ours said, "Yes, we should. We should listen to. We should watch yeah. that as well." Yeah. Um, so I was really intrigued to see what this was about, and it is interesting that it, it was only in one film because because it does feel like it's probably that only uh, iconic original monster. Mm. Whereas you know, the Dracula and Frankenstein, even though they mm. had their own, particularly their, their their own look on some of those things, it, it's. It's the one they, they kind of created them, for themselves. I think you might be right. That's a very good point, please, actually, thinking about it. Um, they did try they did try and kind of recreate all of the kind of iconic universal creatures or, or monsters. Mm. But I think the only one that's really original is this one, actually. 
Um, but they did, and, and likewise with Plague of the Zombies, that's really the first zombie film that is like resurrected corpses coming out the ground and coming out of graves and stuff. So I think both films really did, um, and the screenplays by John Elder, I noticed. So maybe Mr. Elder should take some uh, credit mm-hmm. for the... Um, do something different and also it's, yeah. hasn't, hasn't got um christopher lee or peter christian in, which is- no yeah. it hasn't ne- not, neither of them do and and plague of the zombies was the b movie to um dracula prince of darkness which obviously had christopher lee christopher lee did didn't speak in that film yeah. dracula has no dialogue in the entire film his presence alone bizarre when you watch it again yeah. him doing the minimum he possibly could yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the sets on this are kind of redressed. The house of Noel Willman, Dr. What's he called? Vibes. No. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Franklin. The house of Dr. Franklin, to me, looks a lot like a redressed um, Castle Dracula from um, Plague. Yeah. No. <laughs> um what the fuck is it called? Edit this bit out, please. <laughs> nope. The ca- Castle Dracula. No. The House of Dr. Franklin looks a lot like a redressed set of Castle Dracula. Crassle. Dracula. Crassle. Crassle. Dr. Crassle. Boy Crassle. Darkness. <laughs> Roy Crassle isn't in, in any of these films, sadly. Uh, unfortunately. Shall I try and do all that line again? No, not at all. I think, no, I think, you, I think you nailed it. No one would notice. So- yeah, no one knows... Uh, I've only had an hour's sleep. So, so following, so following the death of this unfortunate man at the start, we, mm. we then cut to his funeral, and it's yes. amazing in this Cornish village. First of all, it's quite a lo-fi funeral. Oh, that's exactly it? what I put. I put basically it's, it's Tesco value internments, really, isn't it? I thought that, and like the, the actual words, very no nonsense funeral. <laughs> I've written, on yeah. the which we get a couple of times. I know that they're saying that there's yeah. a lot of people dying of mysterious causes, but there is very much a kind of a, yes. that'll do. Get him in the ground, mm. get him buried, minimal headstone. Yeah. Let's get down the pub. For yeah. some it's, one of the, it's one of these um, funerals that you see advertised <laughs> on like um, cable TV these days now, yes. where someone, an old person comes on and says, I don't want my family to waste all their money on my funeral. Yeah. I just want to be shoved in the ground. And then it's just like, yeah. My parents have that's both told is- me that that's exactly what they're having. <laughs> and my mum's got, th- got an ad for it pinned up on her pin board in the kitchen. Oh, it's right. I said it. <laughs> so, yes, it's reminder. one of them. That's a nice reminder. I know. I'll send a picture yes. next time I'm around. <laughs> it's very atmospheric, though. I think we're kind of warming. downplaying that it does already look quite good, this film. it's The setting is good. The production design. Um, Bernard Robinson is good. Well, the house is, um, uh, house is way better than um, Dracula, um, Frankenstein's uh, house, which we we saw in the yes. the Curse of Frankenstein. Which was- yeah, 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 yeah. It's obvious they've had, at this point, Hammer had had quite a lot of American money. Oh. And I think that they, but they were really like under the cudgel to make films. Mm. And it was like, you've got to make this film, you've got to make this film, got to make this mm. film. And the amount of films they were making at this point, really for the quality that they are, like fair play to them, because they were literally like, it was a production line yeah. at this point because they were making so many films. And I think this one... Would have loved well, to have worked kept... there then, wouldn't you? Oh, my God, I would have loved to have worked there at this point. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, yeah. They were so busy, like, and they just... Yeah, 
But I think all the way up to like 1971, 72, I think they were making really good stuff. I think after that, it all went a bit, it's up, it's up. Yeah. but um, yeah, there's some, they made some really crap films, but they also made some really amazingly good films as well. Um, with, that we're talking about here tonight. Have I mentioned my, one of my favourite unmade Hammer films on this podcast before? An unmade yes. hammer film. Yes, right. Back during, back during my, my tenure working in Borders Bookshop in the early noughties, when I was a postgraduate student, uh, there, there was a really good series of film books that came out, which are like smaller press, but they were, they were fantastic. And for more of the more sort of esoteric, not the, the, more, uh, the more predictable things that you'd expect film criticism to be on. And one of the best ones mm. was a book that was like the history of Hammer. It would probably cost an absolute yeah. load now to get. But in the back, they've got a list of uh, films that were on Hammer's slate when they got shut down, oh. that never got made. Oh, no and way. The two that I can always remember is, number one, Zeppelins versus Pterodactyls. Who wouldn't <laughs> want to see that? <laughs> Amazing. And the other one was Alan Quartermain Esquire, His Quest for the Holy Flower. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think maybe didn't quite have the oomph. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I got. I found them online. Oh. Nessie, they were going Nessie. to do a lot less monster there film. You go. Yeah, uh, Cat, Cow, Devil, Bride of Dracula, which is going to be like an Indian um, sort of oh, uh, man, exploitation one. Yeah. Or Carly, oh, Carly, right. Carly oh, Devil, Carol. Bride of Dracula. Carol, get the get the car defrosted. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> yes, you're right. Zeppelin versus Pterodactyl. Yes. Amazing. The Vampire Virgins. Oh. Uh, uh, no surprise. Vlad the Impaler. Theme. Yeah. yeah. Victims of His Imagination. Ooh. Ooh. Which is going to be a, a biopic of Bram Stoker. Ooh. Uh, oh. Vampirella. I'd say what the well was getting pretty dry. No wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The Haunting of Toby Judd. <laughs> Oh, that's a great title. A recently paralysed World War II airman has taken to a Welsh castle to recuperate <gasps> with an old family friend. Once there, Toby is haunted by visions of a terrifying arachnid creature and begins to fear for we, his sanity. We ought to make this. This sounds amazing. I imagine the rights to amazing. That's until his... His host is revealed to be a member of a satanic brotherhood who intends to cheat Toby out of his inheritance. Awesome. Yeah. This sounds great. We're going to crowdfund this. Yeah. Uh, Mistress of the Seas, mm. which looks like um, uh, a biopic of an Irish pirate, uh, Anne, Anne Bonny. Okay. Uh, Expensive, though. Uh, yeah. Zulu. Yeah. I think that got made yeah. in the end. Yeah. There we go. Of the, um, that's it, yeah, those are the 10 unmade. Would any of these have starred Ringo Starr? <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> yeah. Ringo Starr is Toby Jug <laughs> in a wheelchair, just like, hey, peace, <laughs> love, light, and peace, just, guys. Just, just, just a quick aside, John, have you seen any of the Beatles get back yet? I haven't because I don't have oh. Disney, um, whatever oh, it is. But, um, I'm enjoying everyone on Twitter being like, wow, the Beatles are a really good, good yeah. band, aren't they? <laughs> and it's like, uh, what are the, like, yeah. obviously it's very unexpurgated, you know, this is the thing. It's, it's long, but just the thing at the start is when they're all kind of assembling in this studio, they tell them, they say mm. that it's while Ringo was doing the magic Christian. And while mm, they're just there going like, sellers. right, let's, uh, let's, you know, let's start jamming. Let's get into this. They're going to Ringo. Do you want to come and look at some of the sets next door for the film? And he's like, oh, he just, he just can't be asked at all. And he's like, no. oh, whatever. It's crazy, isn't it? 
that none of them were even 30 at this nuts. point. Absolutely like, nuts. It's just mad that, like, the biggest band in the world yeah. were just, like, these guys that were just sat in this place. Yeah. And everyone's going on about on Twitter, like, oh, all they're doing is, like, eating toast right. and drinking tea yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But That's what they did. Yeah. That's all they yeah. did, really. Um, but anyway, sorry, we've, we've gone anyway. off theme. We've gone off theme. Let's get back into it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I would say the first thing that I yeah. that strikes me about the the start is that the quintessence of Hammer films in the sixties is how much they turn up someone's footsteps <laughs> to give a sound of um, connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. gravel. Click, 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 and then um, so the guy is bitten. He's yeah. dead. He goes black and green in the face. In like it's not very pleasant, seconds. is it? In seconds. He's got a bit of shaving foam yep. sprayed on his mouth. And then we we find out, I think, that we're in the seaside then, because you can hear seagulls, can't you? You never see anything beyond, you know. You don't see the ocean at any You don't point. see the sea I, at all. You hear some seagulls and that's it. And we're greeted by John Laurie. Yes! To, from... Star of TV's Dad's Army and lots of other things. I can't remember what's his what's his character's Fraser. name. Fraser, yes. We're doomed. The private Fraser. We're doomed. We should point so out he, for any non-American. I can't believe there are any. Are there any non-English or non-British subscribers? Yeah. Wow, there you go. Mm. Right, okay. For the benefit of you people, there is a British sitcom called called Dad's Army, which is absolutely part of kind of British cultural DNA. It was like yes. it was being repeated when we were kids and teenagers it's been repeated it now continues to be repeated <laughs> to this day and it's set during yes. world war ii amongst a hapless kind of home guard so the base basically the guys who were too old to fight in world war ii or you know kind of not able to fight for whatever spurious medical reasons and they're wacky adventures now yes, us, <laughs> yes right and one of them is an old scotsman called private Frazier who has wild eyes, just like he does in this yeah. film, and whenever like anything, yeah. even, you know, whatever they're up to that week, you know, having to do um, something, so, you know, uh, having... Someone's um, attached to a, a barrage balloon. A, a barrage I mean, like... balloon, or organising <laughs> or organizing a church fair for the Women's Institute, something like that. <laughs> Fraser will declare, We're doomed! Oh, hey, we're doomed! Oh, this happened to me yes. when I was... Right, so he is kind of like one of the three Scottish archetypes that non-Scots have yeah. in this country. And he's all... He had a very, very long and quite distinguished career. Yes. And then I think he felt that Dad's Army was quite beneath him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he felt about this film. <laughs> um, he kind of steals the film. He's only in it for the first half an hour. Yes. It was Mad Tom, is it? Well, yeah. And he goes, but I'm not bad, you know. <laughs> you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad. I just, I just don't conform. I think nice. he says at one point. Yeah. Uh, mad Peter, he's called. Mad not Mad Peter. Um, so he, um, he pops up, and then we're greeted by Michael Ripper, who is a stalwart of um, Hammer Films, mm. who is the pub landlord. He's brilliant. Who, due to the new um, print that I'm seeing for the first time, I've realised as he's rinsing his um, pub's steps, he's using a plastic bucket. <laughs> Which I don't think was available in Victorian Britain. Yeah, with a, with a uh, very obviously stuck on beard, beard as well. Yeah. A lot of great facial um, hair. Which is amazing. A lot of great facial so hair I in this just film. just like, that's... It's the, yeah, there is. Mm. Um, it's, um, it's just great to re-watch these films and see new stuff in them because when we were growing up and we were watching films like this, we were watching them on 
impossibly yes. low resolution VHS films that you can't even imagine watching anything on something that looks this shit now. Very you, small really? screens as well. On very small screens, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, and probably um, um, cut up as well. So not widescreen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Panned and scanned, mm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Was that, it? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they, there's talk of um, another dead body, and, and it's obvious that there's this thing, you know, going around this village. So that's quite... But the whole start of it, which we've talked about 40, for 40 minutes and lasts about for five seconds, yeah. is basically very Conan Doyle, isn't yes. it? It's a very kind of Conan Doyle, oh, Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cornwall. Um, I thought that I would try and make the case for this to be a Christmas film tonight. Mm. But as soon as it was shot in like really bright sunshine in the yeah. middle of summer, it looks like um, I'm not going to try and do that anymore. <laughs> no. yeah. but, uh, um, and often they were trying to make out that that was nighttime as well, but it was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broad daylight is, is, mm. is nighttime. Just to answer so your we... question, um, we, yeah. 73% of our listeners are from the United mm. Kingdom. Okay, that's cool. All right. Okay. 14% are from the United States. Wow. 6, wow. 6% are from Belgium, Yay. but I think, that's, I think that might be um, spurious. Uh, One person moving around. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking accusation on the Benelux regions, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we had loads of downloads on one day from Belgium, but I think that, um, that was wrong. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, Italy, hey! and we were in the top ten of the Italian um, film history hey, podcast. Oh, that's wow, that's brilliant! Yeah, that's amazing. That's a lot of countries that I Hello like. To our Italian yes. friends, yeah. yeah, love Italy. Uh, I've been to Italy many times. It's great. Um, so then, there's lots of Italians and Welsh. Some of my best friends. Oh yeah, are Italian. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah strong, well, yeah. there are yeah. Fulgonis. Spend a lot of time in Fulgonis in Portugal. So um, then we hear about the will of oh, the dead man. Fantastic. So we, we cut to a very um, kind of classically written scene where the solicitor is a bit of a busybody. He is. And I've, um, yeah, yeah. But, but very well played. I like, I like, I was, yeah, very added, well played. So For much scene. to that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. the, the, because now we are introduced to our protagonist, who's the brother of the man who's just died. And he's holding yes. the biggest satchel I've ever seen in my yeah. life. <laughs> with, with his name score, on. Yeah, you could hide yes. children in this thing. So I thought, Amazing. how big are those Amazing. legal papers? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I'll get straight away, straight away, we're into a classic British 1960s scenario where the pin-up hero of the film is a man who looks about 50, who is actually 38 at this point. <laughs> yeah, hideously amnescarred. <laughs> And also the man that did the voices of the Thunderbirds. Yes. Really? Which I found from... Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, 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 and recently as well. He's done it in the, in the 2015 He's still remake. still going? Yeah. Wow. He can't be still alive. Yeah. It was, uh, hang was on. Well, hang on. I would have given our podcast. Um, we might have seen him off. <laughs> surely, yeah, surely they copied and pasted that, Cleves. What is he called? I can't uh, remember. I can't be bothered to look. Noel Wilman or Ray Barrett. Please. He's Ray Barrett. Ray, yeah. if you're listening, you're probably about 100 years old now. Well done for still being alive. So that's a great scene. It's, it's, um, we're int- introduced to our protagonist. He's got a very attractive wife. She's the classic hammer kind of wife. Uh, she basically later on says that she can't hang around in the pub because she's got to go home and make his dinner, <laughs> Yeah, which really made me laugh. Um, yeah, so they, they basically, they turn up in the village. Oh, before that, oh, they, they, they've, told, they, they've told him congratulations, your brother's dead. And they all shake yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've, he's basically inherited a cottage. 
he he quibbles about the cause of death and he's told that his brother has died of um a heart failure mm. which he says is impossible because he's, he's as strong, strong as, as, as i am he said he's, he's as, as strong as, as an ox, ox. Yes. So, and then you know, the lawyer responds. The intimation. Even a, yeah. even an ox's heart fails eventually. And I've just written down, yeah. "Fuck you." That's right. <laughs> I don't care that you think a strong, that he's as strong as an ox. Up yours, mate. He's dead. Boomer. Deal with that. It was one of those ones. One of those things. What's the address? <laughs> and it's basically, oh, it's um. So and so cottage, Cornwall. Cornwall. Yeah, <laughs> Make your own way down there. <laughs> yeah, just but, but back then, probably could. I was kept. watching um a uh, Clagmore. Clagmore. Yeah, Clagmore. But I was watching um a House of Hammer today. Mm. Um, the twin Which face one, of e- twin face of evil. Oh, amazing time well spent. Yep. Yeah, but again, that was, there was a, there was a bit in there when those drive the sun was reading the map, and I was just thinking it was. Is that the one with the bad fingernail? Yeah. It's an absolute masterpiece. It's actually quite. I was, I was all the way through thinking, oh, I know what's going to happen. This, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. Then, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. No, yeah, so that was good. The bit where they're in the car and the, and the and they're trying to get in the car and the kid is trying to get in. Oh, I shit in myself. Yeah, and then the ending in the ambulance. Oh my god, I, I fill my pants every time. It's a good one. It's, it's, but yeah, it's a really good. But one. that and this and this film today is just like. You know, it, before we are sat navs, how on yeah. earth did anyone find anything? You find anything. Race on the map before you went. That's what my dad yeah. would do. Yeah. Uh, so you've inherited a cottage. It's called Larkrise Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> the end. So they go to a station. There's nobody at the station. Oh. I would have liked a bit more of a enlargement on this with a bit of more atmosphere but basically there's no time for that because they go straight, straight into the next just scene. Very I would like to see Steel there with a, a, a blinded um, soldier standing on the, well, on the I, My note was I just wanted to point out is that, that, that when they turn up at the train station which is ostensibly supposed to be a Victorian train station I've put there is no set design whatsoever on that train station that is what no. they all still look like now yeah. they have to yeah, do yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to that train station that's what yeah. that's what Parkstone looks like down the road here. All they have to do yeah. is like take a digital clock off and bang, that's it. British is that the Victorians did everything properly and Oops. that ever since no one has done anything properly. <laughs> so we would still be living in caves if it wasn't for the Victorians. <laughs> yeah. Um I live in a Victorian house, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is, this is Victorian. Yeah. And if you live in a modern house, it, you'll have shit coming through your ceiling within three years because of <laughs> something will go wrong and your toilet will, you know, back back flush. Um, so we, we're treated already to uh, John Laurie comes out the pub ranting um, about something, buggers off then. And then we have the classic um, pub clearing scene oh. where the guy goes in to introduce himself and all of these... Um, Hello, sailors, get up and leave the pub. Um, but then there's this weird thing where the wife can't, doesn't seem to be able to go into the pub. No, no. So he leaves his wife pub. outside. Yeah. There's, there's not a snug. He leaves his wife outside. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore. Uh, so he goes in and basically all these um, whimsical sailors leave, don't they? they do. And he's left running explain himself to the to michael ripper and i have to point out john i, I put this is the action abs- you know, jackpot line this was just like i can't believe they've actually <laughs> said it when he turns up he said you know they all mm. leave when he cut, t- comes and he mm. says oh you've cleared out my pub and he goes oh, oh yeah. i don't I don't know what's the uh i don't I, was it something that i did 
And to which point the, the landlord then goes, we don't like strangers in these parts. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Something that you always say, you know, when, yeah. when casting aspersions on anyone from, you know, yeah. the countryside, you know, co- in a far off coastal regions, or they don't like strangers in them parts. They don't like strangers in the, And you. lo and behold, there it is. I thought, yeah. wow, I feel like I've uncovered you know, like a long, deep cover tre- treasure. You know, this was it. This was the genesis of that line. So anyway, thank you. I just wanted to say yes. that. I just went, way when he said it's it. A, it's a general, fin- general witchfinder's bingo, it is. isn't it? That we've had our first, yeah. um, they don't like drinking these parts and people drinking out of tankards. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's given a pint, which looks like a pint of Tizer. <laughs> it's got an... It's got no head on it, and it's like bright on. Maybe it's Lucas Aid, Yeah, Cider. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. But imagine drinking a pint of Lucas Aid. You'd be off your tits, wouldn't you? (laughs) You did it every day at college. Yeah. And you are. Look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) You lived Um, lived on Lucas Aid and um, Kit Kat. Oh, I know. I know. And Pano Chocolates. Lovely. The happy couple go to their pub. uh, Not their pub. The cottage. Mm. Uh, And this... the writing of this film is constantly kind of, it's not surprising, but it's not totally lame either. So they go to the, their cottage. Roses over, the guy mentions there's roses over the door. He's got a new bride. What could be better? They go in and they find that the cottage has been smashed. And it's like, whoa, what's happening? Uh, you actually don't find out, I don't think, why this has happened, do you? Uh, no. Um, I commented, it looks like Oasis has been recording there. It's that, it's that, their, their famous Rockfield Studios yeah. argument. I was going to say, this is Rockfield, <laughs> isn't it? Who were the other band they were, with, uh, they were having like the war with? Who were recording at, uh, at the same oh, time? There's, there's, a really, same there's a really good, no, there's a really good documentary about Rockfield Studios. Have you seen it, John? Yes, there yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of I talk- haven't seen it. But oh, it's good. Um, friends of mine produced it. Oh, I really enjoyed um, it, yeah. But I can't remember, Ross. I've never seen it yet. I've seen the start, I think, actually. But um, I, I, th- I thought it was dodgy you were there at the same time. Good enough for you. Good enough for you. It's good enough for you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, it's, like, it's, it's the summer of um, 1996 all over again there for a minute. Oh, Lovely. I know, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> They tidy up the house, and then there's another classic pub scene where the guy goes back to the pub Mm. and he's like, Look, look, boys, if you've got a problem with me, we'll sort it out then. We'll sort it out now. What's it going Welsh? Don't matter, Russ. I don't know. I just thought I'd do it in a Welsh (laughs) accent. Um, Thing is, boys, I don't want any trouble, all right? (laughs) Um, So he he goes in and. but they all bugger off again because yeah. uh, they all take offence to to being told that they they smashed up his house. Thing is, you don't find out. That's up true. His house, um, and then you've got this weird POV shot then of the cottage where the lady is. I think she's trying to do something with the um, what do you call the thing? You've got the um, the handle and the water comes out. Water, water pump. 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 St- What's it called? Like the village pump. It's not pump, is it? Water pump. <laughs> we're all doing it. We're all, we're all doing the water pump. The village. Um, anyway, so she's doing that, and there's a lurker in the bushes. Yeah. But it's a weird, it starts like a POV shot, so you think it's going to be, it's, it's someone looking at her, 
But then the person that's looking at us is behind her. Mm. And I don't know if that's a deliberate kind of directorial um, flourish or if it just works well and they didn't realise how, how well it worked. But it's the doctor. So the doctor is the man who um, we've seen at the start shouting, get away from the door! <laughs> um, so he's... <laughs> You're a country boy, you know what a rat sounds like, don't you? <laughs> He's that character for this film. Yes. <laughs> he plays yeah. that role. He basically goes from annoying to ten. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll we'll find out later. Why? That he really doesn't like sitar music. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in many, well, you know, he likes it up to a certain speed, but if you yeah. go beyond that, in many ways, he was like he, he was he was like the forerunner for punk, like turning their backs on <laughs> on Ravi Shankar and, and you know, <laughs> turning your backs on psychedelia. Exactly, boy, you know, you know what, what psychedelia sounds like. So then he mentions the house across the moor, which again is very Conan mm. Doyle. It's mm-hmm. in shades of. Um, uh, Hound of the Baskervilles and all that kind of thing. I read recently um, a very good Sherlock Holmes story set in Cornwall, which is about a kind of mystery death, uh, which is shades of this story, actually. Mm. Um, so then we cut back to our hero, who is walking back across the moor after having it, having it out with the boys in the pub. Mm. And for some reason, he's attacked That's by John Laurie. Scottish assaults. I've written, just bang, all of a sudden from out of nowhere. Yeah, jumps out of a bush, attacks him, and then they end up kind of being pals. Yeah. And then, he, uh, and then our hero invites him to supper. Come and hang out. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know. Yeah. That, if, if I'd uh, left my wife, putting yeah. the, put the um, house back together after it's been smashed up, yeah. while I go down the pub, then come back with a mad with a Sc- a Scottish guy. and make Who him had f- attempted to mug me. Yeah, and say, feed him. <laughs> now. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we get what is the only burp in a hammer <laughs> And I, I'm going to st- stick that claim out there. And listener, listener, <laughs> if you think that there's another burp in a hammer horror film, Less can you please tweet now. us to our address, which is at General Witchfinders 1 or something? General Witch 1. General Witch 1. General which one? If you can at us at General which one, then you can show us another burp in a Hammer Horror film. I will send you an advent calendar wow. by first class post. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's mad. That's mad. Peter. Mad Peter then tells us burp. that this is an evil place. That's been yeah, that's been ruined that by outsiders, he says. And I just thought that's exactly Captain evil. evil. And that's exactly like what the Cornish say about Cornwall now, isn't it? Like people <laughs> people have come in and brought second homes. Outsiders yes. have come and ruined the place and we don't I was like, well, you know, nothing really changes, does but it? They don't mind us paying twenty quid to park in a car park. <laughs> oh, <do they>? shit. <laughs> I know a lot of Cornish people and they're very nice people. Okay. <laughs> so okay. after this, he he then makes his way out for the night, doesn't he? But then, like yes. the wife is and like, "Oh, something something's up." This is where it all starts to kick yeah. off for me, and, and it goes really well. It goes really well now. And suddenly, there's sort of like the jump scare because the wife looks out the kitchen window, only to be confronted by the wild eyes of John Laurie again. Isn't <laughs> he? Like, ah! And had he been had yeah. he been bitten at that point? Yes. He has been bitten. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I could just. He comes in. He's been bitten. 
Although his yes. transformation, like the, the effects of the poison, isn't quite as fast. No, Maybe it's the alcohol. Not, not as instantaneous. Yeah. Maybe they just add <laughs> Maybe the bite booze. wasn't as deep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah, I've written yeah. is that the bite of the reptile gives gives a human being the uh, the, the look of mouldy bread. No, no, they, <laughs> yeah. you look like bread that's gone off. Penicillin. And. <laughs> He is basically a death store, and once again, imposing yeah. on the wife, he basically says, "You look after her. You look after him. I'm going to go yeah. and get the doctor." Strides off yeah. over, across the moor. Not the doctor. Not the doctor. Right, and then says to Not the doctor, the "You have to come and help me." And then this is all my yes. favourite bit is he then goes, "Amazing, yeah." I can't actually help you. I'm. I'm a doctor of theology, not a medical doctor. Yeah. And I've written, ah, yeah. he's not a proper doctor. He's a fake yeah. doctor. But then he goes, but yeah, but I'll come, he goes, I'll, I'll come, come anyway. I'm not going to be any help. And then yeah. I, I just put theology my, my of all things. Richard is yeah. a doctor, yeah. and he's a doctor of illustration. <laughs> He'd be no good so, here. He can't, he can't help. What, uh, what I wanted to say it. about... Yeah, what I wanted to say about John Laurie at this point is the faces he's doing after he's been bitten are very Pertwee esque. Yes, yeah. he throws himself and into it's it. Very, it's very Pertwee being strangled by the Nestine in Spearhead from Space. Oh, uh, I haven't heard of that is, for a while. <laughs> well, it's it's the only uh, Doctor Who story that's filmed entirely on sixteen mil film. Oh, oh, Let me write that down. <laughs> and I would say that therefore it's the only one that's in in. Real HD quality True. on the Blu-ray release. <laughs> Still, um, but he's doing a lot of um, cross-eyed and his tongue's hanging yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and it's all a bit over the top, isn't it? And then it's, um, and then yeah, Doctor of Theology Gee. comes to have a look at him, and, and he's like, "Well, he's dead." That's right. <laughs> I, I, just put, I love what I love what a salty bitch he is about everything. Oh, well, he's yeah. obviously died. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks very much, you. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you expected me to do about this. Yeah. Well, all right. Doctor theology, Ooh, whatever the fuck that is. That's right. Oh, dear. And then with that, um, okay, so they then store him out the back, don't they? They, they go out of yes. their way to show his corpse being stored. But don't they say, we're just him outside. Yeah. Yeah. We can't put him, we can't leave him here. And they say, okay, I'll put him outside in the oh. yard. <laughs> it's like, you can't leave a dead body in the yard. What, a, a fox might come and eat his face yeah. or something. Yeah. And then so um, cut after so they put him in a shed. And then after that, we're back to Tesco value internments, aren't we? Where, you know, they, yeah, another, another, another fast funeral. They they dump yeah. him in the ground. Um, and yeah. then the only line that I've got here is uh, the, the publican says, I'm not a doctor. I don't understand the details. And I put, nobody in this film is a doctor. <laughs> no one's got yeah. any medical no qualifications doctor. whatsoever. No doctor Within a hundred miles, everyone's just guesswork. The coroner comes once a That's month, right. and all he'll say is "heart failure." failure. <laughs> and <laughs> them up there, they see the black death. <laughs> and it's like, hang on, could you not have come up with a better thing? The black death is the plague. He hasn't got the plague, mm. so could you not have called it like the purple death or something like that, or the red death or the green death? The green death. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a good one. Um, and then um, they have this situation then where they finish the funeral and it's like, you want to come to the pub? And the guy's like, yeah, we'll have a drink Yay! now. Why not? But the wife is like, oh, I can't come in pub. the pub because no. it's a pub. And I, I, I've got to go and prepare dinner. So I'm going to walk home on my own across the moor. No, and I said, that's an obvious mistake in a film of like course. this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walk a mile across the moor. You know, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? As it pans out, she doesn't get into trouble on the moor. No. But we're introduced to our kind of... Um, the only other, it's hard to say. Only, other female. the only other female in the film. Yes. yes. When there's a mysterious it's mystery that there is a, monster, a female monster. Mm. Mm. Be if, but yeah. at that point you hadn't seen that it was a female monster had you i felt that you no, you hadn't really not. seen that it was male I, or female at i this point. think you're i think without knowing what's happening you're meant to believe that it's the man maitland character yes. who is the kind of south asian mm. man from the punjab yeah <laughs> yeah literally just stands there and, and looks, looks at, at her for a long time and then the music goes <laughs> um so there's a lot of mention of like hot climates, um, primitive religions of the, the east. Uh, I write that um, down. And the because subtle flavors of, of, of oriental food and MSG. <laughs> I've had some very unsubtle flavors in various Cardiff curry houses, to be honest. And um, the spice merchant, I had the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Um, with. Um, TV's Eve Miles, <laughs> who was, who was there drop. as a guest. Wow. Who was there as a guest of the Welsh Curry House of the Year Award. I don't know if I can tell this story. Oh. 
<laughs> come on, come on. And Jenny's just like, I'm just eating a curry. Wow. Anyway, oh. take that bit out. Yeah. So, yeah, we meet Anna Franklin, um, our mustachioed heroine um, from uh, Jacqueline Pierce. She's got a very obvious mustache in some of these scenes, hasn't she? <laughs> Where um, <laughs> they haven't kind of powdered her properly. I don't. I, she's just got very dark hair. Yes, maybe it's an HD transfer, but she's got a really obvious moustache. Um, maybe, maybe that's why they covered her up with um, reptilian makeup, <laughs> green makeup. Because apparently feel... she was told she was told, "Oh, you got a face for movies," and she said, "I wondered why the first one I made they put loads of makeup all over me." <laughs> yeah. It's because you had full on tash. Yeah, we should do Plague of the Zombies as well because she's very good in Plague of the Zombies, but she becomes a bit of a zombie concubine in that. And I think we should. Um, I that's think that's something on, on we our should. First film. Yeah, <laughs> zombie concubine. <laughs> she's let herself into the house, which obviously Again. wasn't locked because Victorians don't lock houses. houses. And an interesting. It, there's loads of interesting touches in this film, which then are not totally which are totally then not expanded upon. She's brought loads of, like, um, exotic and kind of weird-looking flowers. And it's like, oh, this is an interesting subtext. Like, is the father growing these? Mm. What You know, what's happening here? They don't really touch on that, do they? And it's like... There's lots of flowers really, in it, though. Yeah, that's a really cool idea that... that She's got all these flowers that, that her father is growing because he's got this kind of interest in, in, in the Far East and, uh, and India. But then they just basically don't, they don't bother about that. They just go on and have, you know, paint someone green or something. Um, which is, you know, a lot of these films that we watch, they are, I think they're always look, clock watching, aren't they? And it's like, we've got all these interesting ideas, but we've got to bring this in at 87 minutes. So yeah. we're not going to have any dialogue about the um, exotic flowers, which is a bit of a shame, really. So then um, Jacqueline Pierce invites them to dinner in the big house across yes. the mall. With, it's very, very cringy, <laughs> weird... So they go for dinner and then um, Jacqueline Pierce isn't allowed to um, join them because she's being punished. Yes. Mm. But we don't know what she's being punished for. Is she being punished for inviting them in the first place? Probably, yeah. And we, she, then, she then also says, do you want to come and see my menagerie? And she went, in many ways, they're locked up. And I thought, oh, that is the most massive metaphor I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I am locked up. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah. I think the subtext is the subtext of the pets is that she eats them all. Yes. yes. It's quite clear. It's clearly yeah. done. We missed the whole thing about the cat. Oh, yeah. Chekhov's cat. At the beginning... <laughs> When, when they, they, we realised that the the new couple have brought a kitten with them, and she wasn't going to leave them at the leave that with the rest of the luggage. Um, yeah. So, but that will become important later it's on in the film. Yes. And when you say important, Not relatively, as a relative term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they go. They have their um the subtle flavours of the Oriental food. <laughs> ah. There's an interesting shot where you see some candles, and then there's a kind of mix. To the candles burnt down, oh, which nice. I think is a really interesting way of them showing the fact that they've eaten, but also it's totally saved on the fact that they don't have to build a set to show them at a dining table. Yeah. 
Yeah. So all they all they've done food because they realize, oh shit, where are we going to get some Oriental food from? (laughs) Does anyone know what what they eat in the Orient? (laughs) Because in London at that point, point there was probably like one Indian restaurant in the whole of London, Mm -hmm. wasn't there? Um. So they go back, and then Jacqueline Pierce is invited down in a fetching sari to do entertainment. Well, yeah, it's 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 like the after dinner entertainment, isn't it? Mm. So she brings out her sitar, and then um, and she starts quite slow, and then it speeds up. And I, what happens? Does it become too raunchy? I got no idea. She, she just starts shredding on it, like like anyone. Yeah. Like, oh Christ! Like Steve Vai or someone like that. You know, anyone who goes. <laughs> Or whatever he's saying. That. Or um, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, no, just too much. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Get, get, get back. Get back to the riff. Oh, no one likes the long indulgence solo. Her solos are a trademark. Like Nigel Tufnell. Prog. Yeah, yeah, it's very prog. Prog rock sitter. Yeah. So she, she's she got this kind of impudent look on her face to her father, and her father becomes enraged. Yeah. Grabs the sitar, and like we said earlier, goes from 0 to 10, smashes the sitar to pieces. And then just tells them to fuck off home, basically, doesn't it? And imagine they had to do that in one take because they couldn't afford more than one sitar. (laughs) Imagine how much that must have cost at the time. Of course, this was made in 1966, so this is peak the Who, Pete Townsend, you know, Pete Townsend, you know, prior to the uh, book report, research research claims. I did find this... (laughs) (laughs) I did find this part really interesting because I think it was shot in 65. Mm. So you're talking literally on the cusp of George Harrison using a sitar on um, Rubber Soul, you know, doing stuff with Ravi Shankar. Mm. Whoever wrote this, John Elder, I can't remember if John Elder is a pseudonym for someone else. I'm going to have to do your own research, guys. Um, (laughs) John Elder might be a pseudonym for someone else. But I think whoever wrote this, and considering, you know, it's a B-movie, they probably were given like three days to write this. It's quite interesting that they were looking at stuff that was going on around them, and and they did incorporate that into this film at this point. I think it looks quite old and kind of buddy duddy and a bit weird to us now, but actually at the time it was quite current, and it's quite interesting in a way that they brought that stuff in, mm. um, only then for it to be smashed to pieces by Doctor um, Franklin, mm. who's just had enough, hasn't he? The music's got a bit fast for him. It's a bit like Dylan going electric. Yep. He's had enough. He smashes it to pieces and he tells them to go home, yeah. basically. Party's over, kids. Yeah. And when they get home, they find that the cat has gone missing. <gasps> and the, um, the kind of mystery South Asian figure that we see has given the cat to Jacqueline Pierce to kind of... Placate her? Calm it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a way, like calm her down or kind of buy her mm. off. Yes. So it's it, that's the first time he speaks then in the scenes after that. He's been on screen at that point for 47 minutes, mm. <laughs> which is what I love about Hammer films. People so stood around just, they, looking menacing, yeah, aren't they? They wait so long for these characters to actually do anything. And my main takeaway from this film was I thought, okay, well, you know, obviously, Date. South Asian takeaway. Oh, hey! Dated and all the rest of it. But what I thought was interesting here was, in many ways, this kind of illuminates this whole kind of relationship of Britain and the empire, or what was left of mm. empire. As John says, this was made in the 1960s. But still, the whole vibe is 
someone went out to the far, you know, to the, you know, to the east, mm. to India, to Burma, to places like this, and something dark and strange has happened out there, and something mm. dark and strange yeah. has come back. And even yeah. though it was us, the British Empire, going out there doing dreadful things, there is still yeah. in the cultural narrative this idea that something has come back from empire and it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah, in yeah, many yeah, ways, yeah. we also saw it when we, we did Horror Express. Mm. That was, that's exactly the same thing. You go out to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's Mount Everest? Maybe you go out to the Himalayas. <laughs> Nepal. No, 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 yeah, Himalayas. Yeah, yeah, you go yeah, out yeah. to Nepal, you go out to the Himalayas and you bring back something terrifying. And again, that's, a, and it's yeah. British scientists and men of British knowledge going out there yeah. and then bringing that back with them. So I just, that was just my big takeaway from it. I thought, oh, it's another film where that's kind of the subtext. From the point of view of the storyteller, it's rationalism versus the unknown, isn't yes. it? So it's also a bit like Quatermass with the Quatermass experiment mm. where they send the rocket into space and, and, and the rocket brings back um, the astronaut yeah. who has been infected with yeah. the organism. It's a similar idea. It's a similar trope. Mm. Um, but I think it works quite well because it's, it's, not, it's not on the side of the aggressor here, who is the British man mm. who has g- gone abroad. Mm. And I'm doing inverted commas mm. here, folks. Um, it's not on his side that he's gone and kind of explored and kind of exploited these regions. Mm. The fact that he's done this has actually, actually, we find out in the end, bitten him on the arse, yes. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, on the back of the neck. And yeah. I wonder if now, like, you know, the rise of, like, folk horror, I wonder if that's kind mm. of part of it, is that, like, the horror is not somewhere far away now. The horror is here. Yeah. The horror is us. And I wonder Mm. if that, if anyone would want to do a a thesis on that, a a pivot from Mm. the fear of the unknown and the fear of the alien and the fear of the abroad to the realisation that the the horror is here is us. Well, the the monster in this film is basically him, isn't it? Yes, And the way he treats everyone. The monster isn't Jacqueline Pierce. The monster is him because he's such a twat to everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's an arsehole. Long, long story short, he just... don't do theology for a degree. That, is, <laughs> that, that was my takeaway from this, but yes, he is. So we should crack on now, because we now build to the denouement, when there yeah, is there's a, there's a lot of creeping around going on. That's why lots of people are creeping around. Yeah, and, and coming in and out of the same windows. And- yeah. There's some, there's some very, very, very enjoyable gothic archetypes, though, mm. where um, our hero, well, basically, our hero isn't the nominal hero. I think our hero is, my, is uh, Michael Ripper as the public yes. lord, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because he's the guy who starts off as a coward, finds himself, and then goes to the hero and suggests digging up his own brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's very hammer, that sequence, isn't We're it? We're going to go and very... dig up the corpse of your oh, brother. brother. Come on, mate. He's going to be dead a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, so they, they, they basically go back to the pub, and they find that the body of John Laurie is on a slab <laughs> in the pub, dun, which dun, I think dun. is an amazing scene. They look at the body, and they find out there's bite marks on the back of the neck. And then he says, well, the only way we can check more is to dig up your brother. 
So they go and dig up the brother. And that's a brilliant mm. scene because they've got a corpse in like a waterlogged grave. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really horrific. Yeah. yeah, the guy's rotting. Full rain effects. He looks, yeah, the rain effects are amazing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I thought the rain effects were actually really, really good in yep. this. Um, they find the corpse. The guy can't look at his brother, obviously, because you couldn't really, could you? And then they find that he's been bitten as well. And they're like, oh, have you seen that before? And he's like, yeah, a king cobra, cobra, cobra in India. The thrill of the foreign. Indeed. <laughs> because in the, pub, the pub landlord tells us that he's, he kind of travelled around the world during his time yeah. in the Navy. Well, they, both, they both say, I've been all over. Well, yeah, so have I. So have yeah. I, mate. So, yeah. so what have I? I think that they have seen those men where they don't have heads, but the faces are in their bodies. <laughs> on, like, <laughs> on like the edge. You know, they show them on the edge of maps. Yeah. yeah. From like the map of Monday and stuff. And it's like the man with the, with the, whole, with the dog's head. I think they've seen the man with the face yeah. in his torso. They both trying to see what the fuck the do gone. They've seen mermaids. But yeah, he they've says, seen... I've seen things that I, some things that I can't explain. Which again, is that yes. whole kind of like the, the mystery of the unknown and all of that. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. They yeah, decide yeah, yeah. that, that, that uh, I may, I was possibly starting to drift a little bit by this point on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Right? Like, why do they then, then go and decide that they're going to go back to the doctor's house? Um, is it just because they're, they're like <laughs> animals, India, cobras in India? Because my next note is that is well, he sneaks uh, in the window, doesn't is he? That there's an yeah. incredible cobra fake out when he breaks yes, into the house, trips good. over a footstool, and then he's brought and face to face, just like Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark, with yeah. a cobra. But then, of course, it turns out with a stuffed, a stuffed cobra. cobra. Yeah. But that's my next There note, is a so, sequence uh, where Michael Ripper um, watches the good Dr. Franklin mm. bring another wreath to another grave, because we've seen this already. And I think the intimation is there that he is starting to suspect He's that there is some, something, something afoot. afoot. Yeah. yeah. To, um, and that, to, and, to, and to, then we have a retread of the, the beginning, where basically he yes. runs up the same stairs... He's again told. Well, not- there's a letter. A letter is delivered that says, "That's it. Please Thanks, come and help John. me yeah. from from Anna or something yeah, like that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. He goes back, and it's been delivered by Marn Maitland, who is the shadowy figure in the bushes. It's not from Jacqueline Pierce. Mm. He then goes to the house. He goes up to the door, and she pops up and bites him. But he's kind of been warned by the doctor. So the bite isn't at full strength. Yeah. So and he manages to get her for the first time. time and also, properly. it's yes. weird. When he is face-to-face with her, my note is, I thought she was going to kiss him. Weirdly, mm. the way that they're yeah. stood together, they're, they're, it's mm. kind of like the normal framing of a kiss. In front of, and then the yeah. way her face, I was like, oh, she's about to kiss him. And then, oh, no, 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 she, she bit him. Oh. <laughs> what do we think of the oh. makeup? It's what, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I quite like, it is terrible, but I quite like the design. It's, it's, it, it, the design it's is memorable. good. But it's the only weak, for me, <clears throat> it's the only weak link in what is a really, actually, very precisely worked film. Because mm. this film is absolutely shit hot in almost every department, really, except for the monster, which is a bit of a letdown, isn't it? Because it's just like, she comes up and it's like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, papier-mâché. <clears throat> 
I also don't don't Pappy and Mercy. I, I also don't find her like massive. She's like not intimidating as a presence. You she's know, you just scary, think, you just no, leg it no. away from her. Really, yeah. She comes out with like um, the, the 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 trope that we see on in many of these films that we've watched is the eyes. Yeah, uh, the eyes never look very good, no. do they? So we've seen poached egg eyes in <laughs> um, Midnight Express uh-huh. or whatever it's called. What's it called? Terror <laughs> Express or Express or Express. So we've seen poached egg eyes in that. We've seen a lot of eyes, but her eyes are just not very good. They look like they're made by like a sixth form student for like, <laughs> I don't know, Halloween or something. Um, so yeah, it, she's not the best monster. I think the idea of the monster is brilliant, but the actual execution is like, oh, she doesn't look very good. Um, so, the, so he runs back home at this point, doesn't he? Uh, yes, with it, with it turning black and foaming at the mouth. There's this weird scene where the guy is, um, Marn Maitland is singing to her and she's in bed writhing and he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that was weird. creepy as fuck. Yeah. But it's only, it's like a tiny sliver of mm. nothing, isn't it? It's like there for a second. And I was like, that's a really good idea that he's kind of like, I don't know. He's like, like the snake uh, charmer, he just, isn't he? He can yeah, control yeah, her in yeah, some yeah, way, yeah, yeah. shape, or form. That, yes, that was yes. the vibe that I had. Yeah. Was the, he's a bit like the, the, the witch and she's the familiar. Yes. It's that kind yeah. of um, yeah, yeah. relationship, isn't yeah. it? So I thought, oh, that's good. And then they never touched on the house again. Because, but then we find out that Dr. Franklin comes back. Were you going to say the same thing? No, no, no carry, on, carry on, carry on, carry on, mate. Let's... We find out. In a in the the only bit I think of real like ugh, horror in this film is the bit where you find out that she's shed her skin. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, well, we then learn. Her father comes in and oh, just smashes it, it. <laughs> and it's like the destructive rampage <laughs> continues again. It's like it's just this anger of like he's gone from naught to but ten again. <laughs> <laughs> You're a country lad. You're on rats, sound rats. <laughs> and I'm starting to Do you wonder. Do you know what animals shit their skin? <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if he um, needs a stick or if he just uses a stick. stick so he can hit rats with it. it yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde style E, you know. Yes. Well, very, yeah, very yeah. much so, actually. Yeah. At this point, I've written. The sets are so beautifully put together. They're beautifully lit. They're, they're, they're misted and they look so evocative and so atmospheric. And I think at this point, Hammer was still in Bray Studios. And after this, they moved to another studios and they lost that kind of atmosphere. Mm. And I think their films after this lost this kind of Hammer-esque feel, which I think you can see in the later films. They don't have the same kind of atmosphere and the same kind of... Just that DNA is lost slightly. And I think this is one of the last films where you watch it and you're like, they're, they're really careful about what they're doing here. You know, you can laugh at the bits where you see the shadow of the crew and stuff. But to all intents and purposes, they are doing a really good job here. Along with, um, the, as Ross Point pointed out, the continuity with the cigar in one sequence. Oh, I know, yeah. The up-down yeah. cigar, each shot. <laughs> mm. One shot, he's holding it up. And then the other camera angle, he's holding it down. So each time the camera cuts, he's like, go. Oh, oh no, I've got to stay away from Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if only more people took that advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
to the ending. What, what do we think to the ending? It's a bit of a mess. Well, isn't it? well, what, first of all, we see her kind of lair, which I find is weird. Bearing in mind they're in Cornwall, yes. we then find out that the house yeah. has got a basement. But it's like a basement, it's like a volcano down there. There's a bubbling water, there's a sulfur pit in Cornwall. That's all a bit odd. The famous sulfur pit in Cornwall. And she sort of sleeps (laughs) in a Hessian sack. Doesn't she? Well, that's the, for the first time, they make make out that she has to be kept warm at all times. Yes, just just for something which, is, which hasn't happened before, but, but they will need to. Let, know I don't from. know if if that's when she's just the snake. So she's in this um, weird pit with a, like a bubbling geezer next mm. to her, which someone's going to fall in. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting and. People are shouting, and then basically Marn Maitland gets pushed into the water, yes. doesn't he? And he's boiled alive. alive. Um, the, the, the kind of reveal is that the baddies who the Doctor has been investigating in um, Borneo yeah, it, yeah. have put some kind of curse on her. So she disappeared, and then she came back, and nothing was wrong with her. But then when she came back... She has no memory. She... She's no memory of where she's been, but yes. she now turns into a snake. Because yeah. I'd like to make a prequel film about what happens to her with that oh, lost time. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. Um, that again, there, there's so much material. This and Plague of the Zombies, there's so much material that you uh, could get from these two films. Mm. But he mentions another kind of cult as well. As, as I, to give like... Leopard people of, yes. Yes. somewhere. Is that yeah. something... That, I reckon that was something which was in the popular imagination at the time. I think that's like a real thing, isn't yeah. it? That, that, that's kind of been co-opted in to make it feel more realistic. I'm just looking up John Elder to see. I've got it here. Who... I can read it out to you. Go on. So, oh, go on then. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So John Elder was the uh, the uh, the writing name of Human Anthony it. Frank Hines, who was the son of the founder of Hammerhead Film Productions. Oh, right. Okay. He briefly joined his father's business before the war service as a part of RAF. He was enthralled by the 1953 Quatermass experiment and took mm. that to uh, his uh, his father and said, we, we should do this and get the rights for that. Mm. So he did that. Um, and then he came up with the idea of, of hiring country houses and shooting films in the in the rooms and grounds of the locations, what which saved the cost of kissing out a full studio. And, Amazing. Yeah. So he uh, went on to write a, a load of different things, including uh, The Unquenchable Thirst of Dracula. Brilliant. Yeah. And which one was that? Yeah, that's what well, the horror script, The Incredible First Attractor, which he wrote in the 1970s, The Hammer, was never filmed, sorry. Oh. Uh, but it was presented as a, as a live stage in 2015. But yeah, so oh. he did, Um, yeah, so he, he, he was the son of the um, the founder of, of Hammer Films. The bit, the reveal that we've had that she's kind of afraid of the cold <laughs> does, like, has come kind of from nowhere and is slightly annoying. Hmm. Um, because it's um, it it makes nonsense of the fact that she's able when she's Anna to you know she goes to visit the yeah. the, the cottage and she's, stuff. She's out but at night. She's, she's out. Yeah, as I put in, in Cornwall, as I put down, the cold will kill her. And I put, why are you in yeah. Cornwall? Why are <laughs> you going to I Cornwall? It's, it's probably the warmest part of Britain, but the same. <laughs> but then her death comes. From the from by way of a broken With window, with a slight breeze, I said she's, she's killed like a pensioner. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a bit, it's a bit breezy. Uh, when it's, it's, I really like the effect on her voice when that happens, because she's like, oh, 
it's cold, it's cold. And, but then she just lies down he on just the floor gives and up. he's dead. Yeah. It's like, that's what I said. Yeah. That's, that's, and, then, and then with many Hammer films, everyone gets set on fire. Everyone gets set on fire at the end. Yeah, and they go outside and then the credits and they watch start a model, to roll. Yeah, and watch a model burn. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Naomi Campbell or Kate Moss, <laughs> but um, a, a model of a house. Yeah, um, and it always sounds like we just we just really really rush the end of that's our, how it ends. Up, but <laughs> it that's just how these ends. But that is literally there's no dialogue. It's uh, all the dialogue in this is the woman um, screaming, the wife of our hero screaming and saying, "Don't keep me in here! Don't keep me in here! Let me go! Let well, me she go!" She goes back for a cat. That was the yeah. bit we need. I yeah. need to yeah. Yes. So the ending is the cat survives. Calm down, everybody. Yeah. That's the the film is called the cat survives. survives. <laughs> Mm. So what do we think about points okay. relative uh, to other points? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really boring and um, I did. <sighs> so I'm going to give it a one, I'm afraid. Oh, for fuck's sake. It, I, I, it's, it's, not, it's not in my wheelhouse, I'm afraid. But um, uh, What did you give Hellraiser, which is just like <laughs> watching fucking porridge fucking go wrong i should have had this up ready because i knew he was gonna ask me that yeah come on i can't believe it please but you know it's good that we can still be friends and (laughs) this is a precision machined gothic horror masterpiece i just thought it was inconsequential So what did you give Hellraiser, which is just the most boring, tawdry piece of shit I've ever free. seen? I gave it a oh God. God. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Just like, like, because I've had a few glasses of wine now, I really want to let rip and I'm not going to. <laughs> you, well, you, you ungraded um, um, Hellraiser, so is there anyone you'd... What did I, I no didn't grade. even give it a grade. Is there, no. there anyone you would refuse to give a po- any marks to? <laughs> Mainly because you didn't watch it all, I imagine. No, I couldn't. It was so boring. I couldn't watch and it. Just like, oh, fat, fat people like kinky sex. <laughs> and that's up that's there with Dr. Fibes. The He's saying that's what it, <laughs> oh. it was worse than Dr. Fibes, Ross. Dr. Fibes. I, I think. I, oh, no, it wasn't as bad as Dr. Fibes. So I'm going to give it a two. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could feasibly watch um, The Reptile again. I could never, ever. What is Doctor Fine? Yeah, right. I think the reptile is a precision machined. It's just got everything for me. It's Victoriana. It's Hammer. Um, there's a mystery. There's Gothic. There's people I think being I prefer dug up. Modern. I prefer modern, as in the seventies uh, Hammer films. Oh, I, I, oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's just, but you hated Satanic Rites of Dracula. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. London looks so boring. It's so grey. <laughs> it was, it looks dirty. It wasn't as good as um, a Dracula AD, AD 1972. Well, no, because that's got Caroline Monroe in. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the chase there. What, what did you think, James? I would, my, I would give it a two as well because... Oh sorry, God. sorry, John. Sorry. But for me, it's... Uh, Ross said it's not his wheelhouse. For me, I didn't find it like... You know, horror is not, even though I do this podcast, horror is not my favourite genre by any means. And when I was watching it, I was entertained by it, but I wasn't horrified. Yes. I thought there were some really there were interesting ideas in yes. it. Yes. As, as we've discussed, you know, it's, there was some really interesting stuff about, say, like horror and empire and all the rest of it that I thought were really good. 
And there was some, you know, like, we don't like strangers around these parts. I loved yeah, all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I can't Big say, like, Christ, that was terrifying or, oh, I've been thinking about it nonstop. You know, it, it, yeah. it wasn't one of those for me. So it wasn't a minus one. It's not like minus yeah. points, like when we did the rats. When I, when I, <laughs> I didn't feel like the minus ones, when I feel like I've wasted my time watching this. I've, I've yeah. got fewer summers yeah, yeah, yeah. ahead of me than I've got behind me now in my yeah. life. And that's how I start judging things up. I'm like, is this a waste yes. of my time? I did not feel it was a waste of my time, but I didn't think it was no. terrifying either. So too. It was good for Sunday afternoon. Yes. I think, as a, I think it's a lovely comfort blanket of comforting familiarity mm. where, the, where the hero is a, a pub landlord <laughs> in Cornwall <laughs> with a stuck-on beard. And for that, I'm going to give it 80. Great. 80, you can't give it 80. Why not? 80 out of 10. Oh, what, um, what's my highest score, Cleves? I'm being some mockery. Of, um, your highest score is... <laughs> you've given a couple of five, or quite a few fives, actually. Have I? Yeah, you gave what? Sapphire and Steel a five. I enjoyed it more than that. You gave Stone Tape a five. I enjoyed it more Satanic than that. Satanic Rites of Dracula a five. It's, it's on that. Uh, and you gave, what was that, Dead of Night a five, and The Omen a five. And <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like the, the screaming a five. But I like that. I like that John is the most passionate, you know, of, yeah, of these. Like, we, we provide. <laughs> very positive that's about good. this. There we go. Got a five. There we go. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a five, but it's a five star. star. Okay. Nice. Right. What are you saying, fucking shit? <laughs> Now on uh, General Witchfinders, it's time for um, something <laughs> horrific. Where this week or this month, we guessed or decide something that we've read this week, which is horrific. There we go, brilliant. Is any have we got anything to yes. share, guys? And first, uh, go on then, James. I watched a film that we've we've discussed on on a pre. I said, oh, I think that would be really good. I watched the movie Censor. Oh, good, good. Right? Well, you say good, good. good. <laughs> is that, that's Sensor. a modern film, James, yeah, yes, yes. isn't it? Yes, and it's all about video nasties so of the 1980s and, mm. and the moral panic mm-hmm. in Great Britain that accompanied them. Now, on paper, as with so many of the things you look at on General, General Witchfinders, like, like, on paper you just go, that's an amazing idea. That's really, really good. Yeah, so the, I mean, so the, yeah. Brief, the brief overview is that there's a woman and she's a film censor during the early 1980s. It's love, it looks really nice in 80s. Some, some, there's a nice Ford Granada that I think you'd appreciate, John. Mm-hmm. Early 80s. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, and she's a film censor. And she, we find out that when she was younger, her sister, she was out playing in the woods with her sister and her sister vanished and was never found. And the film starts off mm. with the parents saying, we've had to declare her dead. And, you know, you've got to get over this. But then in the, in the process of her job, she starts to become obsessed that one of the women who's appearing in a British kind of very kind of low budget, high gore horror movie is her sister. And the, oh. right, so, so straight away, the pitch is like, that's brilliant. What a, what a fantastic pitch that is. 
But then, unfortunately... Reminds me slightly of Get Carter. Uh, in a way, yes. I see exactly. Where the girl in the, in the porno yeah. film is his niece or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, go on. But what I would say is that it doesn't quite work, unfortunately, because it's it's very low budget. So they do a lot with it, but there's a number of things that they do that you're just like, no. Like they make out that someone has killed. No. Yeah, that that someone's killed his entire family based after watching a video nasty that that she's passed. And then she becomes the target for like the tabloids. I'm like, no, even at the height of the 80s, nobody knew who any censor no. was. Do you know what I mean? And she's got like no. the press after her, which yeah. I know is supposed to... I thought you were going to say the Taliban. And then. the Taliban, maybe. But you kind of think, oh, I see, you know, this is all <laughs> supposed to be adding to her declining mental state. But you're like, no, no, mm. no, there's no way she'd be that well known. And at one point on the front, because they obviously can't use the sun or the mirror, so they've got like a really rubbish Mm. fake tabloid. And it's like she goes into a video shop and says, I want this banned video because she thinks it's got her sister in it. And the guy's like, I'm not sure I can give it to you. I know who you are. Because it's like, come on. Mm. Right. And then he's like, she's like, no, come on, I want to see it. And then later on, you see that a paparazzi was waiting outside the video shop. And on the front Uh, page of a national newspaper, see Ross is shaking his head. It's like, She's renting the very video she's bad. Yeah, you see, you guys, and you just kind of go, no, 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 no. And then towards the end, it becomes like an 80s, uh, you know, video nasty with like the excessive gore and all the rest of it. So I get that it's supposed to be that pastiche, that pastiche, but because it's so bad and so cheap. I know they tried to make oh, it like that. You, no. You're just kind of taken out of it straight away. And the ending is quite clever. I don't want to ruin mm. it just in case anybody wants to watch it. But you do kind of go, oh, I see, yeah, yeah, I, I see what they've done there. But how they got to mm. that conclusion could have been done in a far more sophisticated and far more kind of troubling way. Well, you know, in the same way that I've said how much I love The Lighthouse and how what the thing that I love about that movie is you go, well, has Rob Patterson gone mad? And, you know, what mm. They could have done the whole, is what you're seeing real, in a much, much better way. Yes. And for, so I thought yeah, yeah, the yeah. one thing that they could have done, especially now, you know, kind of, especially looking back to the 80s, is I think she should have gone, well, I want to find out more about this actress. And then when she goes mm. into what is ostensibly the BBFC's archives, I would have had it that the, fil- that the films are gone. Mm. Whereas now mm. it'd be easy to go onto IMDb and find things out. But I, re- I thought, oh, that'd be quite good, the whole... Well, what do you mean? Mm. No, no, no. We've got no record of this film. How have you heard about mm. it? You know, just quite easy, oh, disconcerting things they could have done. They opted not yeah. to do. So, it, mm. uh, you know, at the end of it, I was a bit like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, uh, interesting to watch, but I'm pleased I didn't pay, pay any money to watch it. <laughs> so that's my update on Censor. Thing that I highlighted it a few, a few episodes back. I'm probably not paying 14 quid to buy it. <laughs> no, don't do that. Trust me, don't do that. John, you got enough? Got sent? Well, I'm reading um, some ghost stories at the moment, uh, but the main things that I've been watching are the M.R. James adaptations that are being repeated weekly cool. on BBC Four. So that's. Um, the um, 1970s kind of BBC productions have been on every Monday recently on BBC Four, so they should be on the iPlayer as we speak. Mm. I know that tonight, as we speak, The Ash Tree was on. Mm. Uh, Lost Hearts has been on. Warning to the Curious has been on. 
Um, I'm not sure what other ones they'll cool. they'll repeat. Well, hopefully, the other ones we're thinking of watching for Christmas will be on there soon as well. Then, so that'd be I cool. think the Signalman might be on there. Yes, mm. which I've read the story and I've watched the uh, uh, BBC ab- adaptation. I think the adaptation by the BBC. I prefer to Dickens' original mm. uh, to stick my neck out there. Lawrence Gordon Clark, or is it Gordon Lawrence Clark, uh, was the director. So those are really good. But more on that um, coming up. Hopefully, more on that as we speak. Two things. Yep. One, Talking Pictures TV, which is John's favourite TV channel, would you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, I'm constantly frustrated because I can't watch any of that because I don't have any cable or brief preview or anything like that. It's on Virgin. But I don't have that. I only stream television. What have you got then? i got an Apple TV. I just iPlayer and Amazon and all that kind of stuff. However, on the in December, they are going to be launching a streaming service. So you'll be able to, yes. I'll be able to watch um, uh, the, uh, the old films on Talking Pictures TV um, when that gets yeah. up and going. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. uh, But you have to register your interest. So go to their website to do that if Mm -hmm. you want to do it. But secondly, I've got this, which is the Dracula Files, which is from. um, There was a comic which is ringing some bells to me. Um, uh, It was uh, in 1984, a comic called Scream, um, which I think only lasted for like 15 issues or something like that mm. um and they had this story called dracula the dracula files which is like an up-to-date uh, at the time uh retelling of dracula mm. um <laughs> where he's um are there uh, any punk rockers in it yeah there's some there's some or, or a biker gang uh but basically yeah. he's come over from romania um uh, pretending to be a um a taking kid, all our jobs a, a defector from the um from beyond the iron curtain uh, <laughs> and yeah, and now and he was and he goes to like this safe house and he starts killing everyone in the safe house and the and then basically this KGB agent who knows who um Dracula is he um comes uh into the country to try and mm. kill, kill um Dracula as well. Is that Arnie like um is it Raw Deal? The um, red red heat or something like that. Is it red heat? Cocaine on <laughs> with the fake leg. Yeah, but it's it's great. It's it's great. I just lo- what I love about it is it's really gruesome, um, kind of quite adult black and white illustrations. But everyone mm, is talking. But everyone's talking in a very childish way, and everyone is describing everything they do. Uh, huh? A giant bat? Ah, it's growing in size. Keep away! <laughs> That's, the Asian That's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> a fearful shape grows <laughs> to its full height. You will raise no alarm this day. Instead, you will become my slave. Uh, no! The gleaming white fangs closed in, and soon they will be blood red. Yes, very good. <laughs> wow. I listen to a lot of uh, ghostly dramas on BBC Sounds. Ah, um, and none were as good as that. No, but the, um, the kind of... Um, what do you call it when the dialogue kind of gives away what the story is It's just is very distracting. Uh, yeah, um, the suspension of disbelief uh, uh, pulls you out. No, no, exposition. no. It's like exposition, yeah. The exposition on some of them is so awful. And it's like, James, why are you yeah. holding that massive knife? <laughs> and why are you pointing it towards my heart? And yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, there must be better ways of doing it than 
than the ways that they do do it. Well, it's it's the comment. You can see what they're doing. You don't need them to see what they're doing. <laughs> I'm holding the stick and I'm plunging it into him. It's just like... <laughs> I, I felt the same with um, the BBC, very heavily advertised. It's been on TV as well, said, oh, you want to download our thing? So basically, Judgment at Nuremberg. Oh, yeah, and I thought, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. this is bang. I will listen to this. I didn't know it was going to be... Um, Yes, and then straight away, episode number one. Hey, what you doing over there, Dave? Oh, I'm just relaxing for five minutes after we've just defeated Nazi Germany. And I was like, no, <laughs> off, 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 It gets off. better. It oh, does get better. It's awful no, at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, uncanny. That's, oh, that's the other good, good one, yeah. It's... Well, the couple I, I heard were good. One. No, not for you, Ross. Well, the... the I thought you loved that it, shit. It, it, it it leads on from the Battersea Poltergeist, was doesn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of. I, I'll go back and give it another go. It teeters on the edge of being believably kind of real, mm. but oh. some of the performances let it down. Yeah. And I don't like it when he goes, "Oh, I've just had to go outside now." Yeah. 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 a little bit of heart, you know. Yes. That's the bits for me that make it less believable yeah. because you don't get that in a documentary. No. no. So the one, the last one I listened to, he's like. Oh, I just had to go outside and make a cup of tea because we both got so like freaked out, know, yeah. hot, hot under the collar or something. And it's like no one says that. And I don't remember Roger Cook saying that in the Cook Report <laughs> when he's reliant, he's reliant Simmer to caught fire after being beaten up by outside. a dodgy secondhand car salesman. <laughs> he didn't go and make a cup of tea. But he's, he's, um, but he's got a play coming out of the West End, hasn't he? Roger Cook, the guy that does it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> Cook before the music. Why goes. won't you face your customers, Mr. Barnes? Why won't you? There's no good slamming your door in my face. These people are owed money. <laughs> He's then beaten up by some East London art man. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so anyway. What we've come up with there is better than Uncanny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Cook Report the Musical. Musical, coming fast, to the West End. Yeah, well, we, used, we used the money from um, the, the haunted changing rooms. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> really married. It's a bit like when Brassai did, uh, was it Brassai that did Peter Sutcliffe the, the yes. Musical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Okay. But yeah, I've been listening to that, and it's kind of... I'd, I'd say it was engaging rather than really brilliant because there's parts of it that I don't find totally believable. And because of the way that it's pitched, I think it has to be a bit like Ghost Watch. It has to be absolutely spot on and it's not absolutely spot on because there are the bits where he's like, oh yeah, Mavis and I, you know, she, you know, she got a bit upset so I've just come out to put the kettle on. It's, you don't have those yeah. bits in a, in a proper... Yeah. So... Otherwise, there are other bits and pieces on the BBC Sounds app which are supernatural, but I do find the app in general, the interface is very difficult yeah. to use. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not hard great. to find. It's almost as bad as Amazon Prime. It's <laughs> awful. To, the search is awful, yeah. isn't it? But not as bad as ITV Hub. Some th- BritBox, <laughs> man. BritBox, you know stuff's on there. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Sherlock Holmes on it before. How the fuck yeah. do I find it, apart from having to know exactly what I'm looking for and search for it, you know? The other day... I typed in the seeds of 
death, hmm. as in Doctor Who, the seeds of death on BritBox, knowing it was on there, the seeds of death doesn't bring up anything. But if you search within Doctor Who, season there it 14, is, yeah. whatever it is, there it is. What, yeah. the, what the fuck? Oh. We you, you, mm. you should be able to navigate to the stuff you're looking for mm. yeah, without knowing what, what it's called, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's On the that idea of research, isn't it? <laughs> and I think that's the problem with the entire internet, that you don't stumble across things that you don't want to find mm. or you don't expect to find at that. The algorithm is ruining our lives. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The joy of, of exploration used to be what how you would find interesting yeah. things when we were kids. Absolutely. You would go to the library and you'd see a book on Iggy Pop and you'd be like, Who is what's this? this guy doing? Why has he got see-through trousers on? <laughs> Why is he covering himself in peanut him? butter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's he doing in the library? I'm trying to read this book on Iggy Pop. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And nowadays you don't find Iggy Pop because it's just, it's like, look at all these, di- like on Instagram, all it shows me is different hairstyles for girls <laughs> in like California. It's like, I've never looked at these fucking hairstyles. I don't give a flying fuck about fucking feather cuts in San Francisco. So next, next time yes. on um, the General Witch Finders, yes, we please. will be um, watching... The uh, penultimate. <laughs> that just made me think of you. I've been watching Ching, at yeah. the bottom of Dad's army and all hello, the other hello. ones as they. Yeah. come over here, and man is what you do. If you got the blues, <laughs> I got some news. Join in the fun and you your you? lord. We're going to have to find the, the music for your Lord as well, aren't we? That <laughs> oh, that's Bob Monkhouse. That was sung by Bob, Bob Monkhouse, Monkhouse sang wasn't that? it? Yes. yes. We're going to have to find that. In every oh. house again, again. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen. Um, oh, yeah, you know. You know. Um, yeah, so it is the uh, penultimate feature film by Alfred Hitchcock, where he returned to the UK to make Frenzy. Cool. Uh, in 1972. Is it the penultimate film? Apparently so. It's the penultimate feature film of his extensive career, according to um, someone else. Uh, oh, really? I'm pleased because it'll, it'll give me a chance to talk about the three investigators as well. There we go. Yeah, which I'm oh, very excited what's about. What's the three investigators? Oh, oh wait, see. wait, oh, see. Oh, look at this wait see. Is this our first cliffhanger? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well done, everyone. Yes, nice one, everybody. I thought thank, that you, was thank you, everyone. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, everyone, or both of you for listening. Yes. Uh, thank until you, until well, next time. <laughs> so, thank you, Italy, and, so, and and our cousins in the United States. Until next time, take care, everyone. Love, light, and peace. Happy day. You have been listening to the General Witch Finders. Support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash general witchfinders. Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell. You don't have nightmares.
The two fake whisper, whisper Lovely. bar. There we go. Quality. Rubbing, rubbing. Good choice. No, not whisper bar. Whisper bites. bites. I think they should. Oh no, they're called whisper bites, but they're actually called bits of whisper. Bits I whisper, think whisper yeah. bites is a better yeah. is a better name. Got a um, for some reason there's a shower cap in here. Should I do this episode in a shower I cap? Think we should. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Okay, we have to take a picture of this for the. Uh... I know this. It's quite hard to put on over headphones. There we are. Watching people get gunges and Wiley Coyote are the only things I've ever seen my dad laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some people get gunged on um, Antiques Road Trip the other day and it brought back fond memories. What was it, like an antique gunge booth or something? <laughs> no, it was um, some people who I think had presented... Um, uh, Kitty wants to come in this room. She's tamping that I'm in here. Um, Kitty's the ghost, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was an uh, antiques road trip with people who I think who had presented Blue Peter, um, recent presenters, so, you know, people oh. we haven't heard of, basically. Well, I yeah. don't know. I'm, um, a, I'm a big Blue Peter fan. It's Maybe. a bit a guy with a big afro yeah. and a guy who I didn't, didn't recognise at all, who yeah. I think was on Strictly. But um, I think they had a bet whoever lost would get gunged and then someone got gunged. And I was like, God, remember, everyone used to get gunged. It was on normally TV, Ed the Duck and, and the pieces, um, people voting which of those two were going to get gunged. <laughs> <laughs> Were they ever outed who actually controlled Ed the Duck or oh, Gordon T. Gopher? I, no, but they were both on the Children Need um, Puppets. Um, Song they did, we seen that. Were they? <laughs> and and um and Wilson the glove the hand Wilson the butler. But, Do you oh, remember yeah. when Ed the duck went from a squeaky voice to a, like a duck call? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. He started off with a bit of a squeak, and then he went to like a more of a duck sound. Yeah, it was oh. like Bungle doing a guitar solo. <laughs> for Bungle's ITV, how did they get away well, with it, that? It was just it was just all the famous um. There was Thunderbirds there as well. I hate it when they do but that. all the way through, There's... Blobby's trying to break into the studio. Oh, <laughs> oh you bastard. I tell you what I hate is now when Hell puts this morning on and it shows um, TVC and it's like, why is an ITV programme coming out of TVC? It's just, it just fucks with my brain. I don't know what, that, I don't know what any of that meant. You know what TVC, Television Centre. Oh, okay. 
Oh, and if so, why, yeah, why is Television Centre an ITV TV, program? It's yeah. freakish. Well, I thought Television Centre was like flats now or something. No, no, it's it, not all just flats there, but it is a tele- it's still a studio. Studio. I, and now it's ITV and it's like, that is just insane, isn't it? It's like, do you remember when those anti-vax idiots yes. tried, to lay, tried to lay siege to the BBC <laughs> and basically ended up trying to, you know, basically attack Philip Schofield? Yeah, but it was, a it was a building that the BBC hadn't been in for like 30 years yeah. or something. Um, it's amazing. It's like, it's basically that where they like, got, the, got um, Parky um, bricked up? Yeah, after, after the end of Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch. Yeah. yeah, because if you, I've read that, um, the, he's in a dibbit box. I've I read the the um the sequel to Ghost Watch. It's not very good, but yeah. they but they do say that um whenever you see Sarah Green afterwards, that is a um a look alike. It's a look alike imposter, which is of course that's one of my favourite things of all time. Like, you know, hmm? yeah. Uh, well, or as I say, one of my famous uh, one, one of my favourite harmless conspiracy theories. Is yeah. that it's um, that Avril Lavigne died, and they replaced Avril yes. Lavigne with with a fake Avril Lavigne in inverted commas. I've heard that one, so that's a good yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, there's a few. Jimi Hendrix is Morgan Freeman. That's one I've seen. Ooh. So. <laughs> True. True and it's like there's two faces of them together, and it's like the subtext of what you're saying is that you are a and you don't know because <laughs> what you're basically saying is that two black men look similar and you don't oh, realize that gosh. you're being racist um i was gonna say that that seeing philip schofield presenting this morning in tvc is like um joe biden being in the kremlin it's just wrong <laughs> isn't it it's wrong. <laughs> he wouldn't rule from the kremlin oh god yes well let's there do it we warmed up now boys yeah. Although yeah. I unfortunately missed the beginning of us talking about um, Noel Edmonds, oh. which is a shame. It wasn't recorded. Do you want me to talk about Noel Edmonds again? No, that's okay. We, we he, can do he's it. Got, he's got a collection of GT40s and he drives, I, I, we used to have, I don't know if he has now, but he used to drive them around naked <laughs> in his, um, in his uh, you know, mansion or wherever, in the grounds of his mansion. Well, how do you know this? I think he said it in an interview once. Don't forget, he used to follow me <laughs> on did. Twitter when he had... Um, he had a number of weird cloned yeah, radio stations, stations the didn't cat he? One, yeah. The cat pants yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> people laughing was one of them, just on loop. <laughs> oh, there was one that was just him um, slagging off TV, um, <laughs> TV uh, reviewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alison Peterson, if you're listening, I'm going to fucking kill you. Well, of course, he came up with the idea of, he put all of his money into video conferencing because he thought that was going to be the, the future and, it, and he was, he was just too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, he was too early, but it, it's true now, isn't it? And he is... It is true now. He is subject to one of my favourite things ever on that episode of Brass Eye where they make out that he's gone mad. Yes. <laughs> and he's like flying around <laughs> his helicopter. Years. And they just interview loads of celebrities going, have you heard about the news about Noel Edmonds? And they're like unknowing celebrities in the 90s. No. Oh, he, he's killed some people. What? <laughs> one of them is like, but of course he actually, he, he actually <laughs> And of course one of the people, celebrities that responds is our, our late, you know, now former friend, John Chalice. Oh. <laughs> I was watching the Seeds of Death, Doctor Who, the other day. Yeah, yeah. Who turns up in that? Chalice. John Chalice. Yeah. Pre, um, Boise. Is it Boise? Boise. Yeah. Pre Boise. Yeah, but post um, apocalyptic. <laughs> right, hang on. Let me let me let, let me get the scripts up then. Hold on. 
Oh, shit in myself. I fill my pants every time. I fill my pants every time. Oh, shit in myself. I fill my pants every time. I fill my pants every time. OBID, Parky Gravitas. British doubt, rockets and stuff. Human pulp. OBID, human pulp. Parky, human pulp. Gravitas, pulp. Stuff, pulp. Creeping around like a fucking creeping Jesus. Shoot to kill! Shoot to kill! Human pulp. <laughs> parky, parky. Shoot to kill! Shoot to kill! Parky, parky. Shoot to kill! Shoot to kill! As they say in swimming pools, a heavy petting. A heavy petting. Stone tape vibes. <laughs> Turn your back on psychedelia. Shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. Turn your back on psychedelia. Shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. Fat people like kinky sex. Turn your back on psychedelia. Shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. I love changing rooms. Love, light, and peace. <laughs> Happy day. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.